Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of Studies in Shadow. I am your host, Jack Rogers, and as always, I am joined by my fantabulous co-host, Noah Bazoo. How you doing? Woo! I'm good. Energy. Energy. Good. We're just talking about energy. I have a lot of energy today. Today was our first day of school, oh. so... We're pretty pooped. Yeah. Pooped. No, what I was going to say before we started, I know this isn't part of the episode, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do it. Because I was in that... Um, biomechanics class and i didn't understand it because it was like there's a prerequisite for mechanics yeah but like there's a class i was understanding a lot of it but i was like people he was like oh you should understand this and kids were answering it so easily and i was like why am i struggling with an intro level class and he's like well this is a a four credit four credit hour class yada 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 he's like you probably should have taken this class before and i was like oh so that class finished and i sprinted from one end of campus to the other end of campus i was very sweaty and got to the next class and just walked in and told the teacher i got the wrong class take me please nice and so i got in the other class <laughs> well done yep nice yeah so, i already dropped a class today i was just telling noah this so i'm doing a major called professional studies which is um it's a minor in two clusters and my academic advisor had me choose um she gave me the option of doing theater as my minor. I was like, okay. I've never really wanted to study theater. I don't think it's very useful for me. I'd like to do something a little bit more marketable. Um, but I did this. And the one class I'd be taking this semester that's theater-related is stage makeup. And I show up and just immediately just tons of stuff. Assaulted by the like, teacher. <laughs> you got to make this massive binder. You got to do like three hours of makeup work a week. Oh, by the way, this class is two and a half hours. I'm like, I don't even care about makeup. And this is a required class. So I walked out and then I dropped the class. I was like, oh, got to find a new minor. <laughs> <laughs> like, See so I sent, a, I sent a message to the academic advisor. I was like, please help. I don't like this. <laughs> I need to find a new minor and a, a new way to spend the first, like, three hours of my day. Oh, my gosh. This is the nicest it's been, though, because all my classes start at, like, 9 o'clock, which I've never had that before. I, I usually all start at 7, so. That's your own dang fault, bro. No, I just, yeah, it kind of is, actually. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, though. I enjoy it. Yeah, so hopefully things kind of smooth out as we keep going you the listeners won't notice this but we're gonna have to we're gonna start recording on a different day because our days are gonna get so busy that it's no longer to be recording on thursdays it's gonna be recording on like sunday nights yeah so right now it's a monday it's mm -hmm. monday night but neither of us would have been available on Sunday. well actually no we just didn't want to record an episode okay Here's what it is. We recorded our last episode on Thursday, <laughs> released it on Friday, and if we were to do the next episode on Sunday, that would give us, like, no time to do a research. Day. So yeah. it's like, let's at least push it to Monday. And mm -hmm. so then we're going to record our next, next episode in, like, six days after this. And then I, either we'll re release on Mondays so you can, like, react and send us recommendations if you so choose, or we'll just keep, keep releasing on Fridays. Mm -hmm. um, either way, we'll listen to all your requests and we'll definitely consider them uh but yeah so what are we talking about today noah we're talking about the lovecraftian abomination i, I want to say it incorrectly but i i know how to say it but i want to say it weirdly we're talking about cthulhu yeah but i wanted to say it says you're supposed to make a guttural sound when no, you say no. it the, the, he's talking about clulu that's how you say it in the alien tongue clulu that's how H.P. Lovecraft said it's pronounced. 
That sounds like because it it's an alien word yeah. pronounced in an alien tongue. I just read it. It says make sure the second, <laughs> the second, <laughs> make sure the second, um, the second syllable is made with a guttural noise. And I'm just like, wow, okay, very nice instructions there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how you pronounce it. Cthulhu. In his native tongue, because he is an alien. Uh, by the way, this is a work of fiction. I think this is the first time we're doing something that's just strictly, like, just by an author, a work of fiction. You say that, but there is there are people who are like an actual religion of it, and it's a real thing. I know. Which it's is called really Cthulhu's sad. Witnesses. Yeah, it's really sad. Not sad. Oh, yeah, it is sad. I don't. I don't understand them. Um. But anyway. It's uh, it's an interesting one, definitely. I mean, I wrote a little bit about H.P. Lovecraft, Howard Phillips Lovecraft. He's considered the, to be the mo- the father of modern horror. He was born in August 20, 1890, and he died on March 15th in 1937. He actually lost a battle to cancer. Oh, um, he, lived, he was born in Providence, Rhode Island, and he actually lived in poverty his whole life. Kind of like how you know Van Gogh wasn't popular, until, until he did. Until die. he died. He didn't he gained posthumous fame, I guess you could say. Same thing with H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, he was mostly getting published in what are called um, what are they, pulp magazines, something like that. Yeah. Just like weird, weird horror was kind of the the genre, and then it really took off after he died. Um, I didn't know this, but actually not only was he an author, but he actually studied organic chemistry. Wow. Which I feel like would be the best degree for somebody who writes what he writes. Yeah, his his works are very strange. And we're going to do yeah. more episodes about this. Are we? Uh, not about Cthulhu, but okay. maybe Lovecraftian stuff. Maybe. I don't know if I want to talk about fictional stuff a bunch. Yeah. It's it's not folklore. It's literally just it, like if we talked about Harry Potter. Hey, don't be bashing on JK. He's not real. <laughs> real but anyway, he actually hated math, though. No. So he stopped doing um, organic chemistry, which kind of sucks because his wife bought him this really expensive glass chemistry set. Um, and so he actually have his own, he has his own special brand of horror now, and it's called, well, get this, Lovecraftian horror. And it can actually be found in pop culture to this day. So you can look at something and be like, this is very Lovecraftian. I've used that to describe um, certain things that I see on TV or in games. This is very Lovecraftian. Um, you know that game, Remnant of the Ashes, that we were playing? It's kind of a post-apocalyptic game. Mm-hmm. Lots of weird monsters and, like, a lot of what looks like tentacles. I'm like, this is kind of Lovecraftian. And I was playing with somebody who's like, yeah, it's not Lovecraftian, though, but I can see where they'd get the inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Cthulhu itself is a work of fiction from the Cthulhu mythos by H.P. Lovecraft. And he's an alien, who is sometimes described as being three miles high. Can you imagine that? Okay, but there's a problem with all this. I'll give the description that like is given, that H.P. Lovecraft gives, and then I'll say why a lot of this can just be negated by other stuff. <laughs> um, so this is a quote by H.P. Lovecraft. He says, quote, It is a monster of vaguely anthropoid outline, but with an octopus-like head, whose face was a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body, prodigious claws on hind and forefeet, and long, narrow wings behind. I mean, that seems like the object of nightmares. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence that it's that way, because um, he's also regarded to be not a physical thing, just the embodiment of fear and insanity. 
But in the mythos, he reaches out to his followers through dreams because he's not actually like roaming the earth. He's actually asleep under the sea. Yeah, that was kind of creepy when I saw that. I know, right? One of the things I found, it says that according to Lovecraft, uh, humans can never fully understand Cthulhu because his very existence is beyond mortal comprehension. At which point when I was thinking, I was like, hmm. All right, that makes sense why we're so confused about trying to figure out who's who when it comes to divine things. Anyway, it goes on talking, Lovecraft's universe contains many creatures that are equally incomprehensible. Some of these are known as the Great Old Ones or the Old Ones. And they the are ancient so, ones. Yeah, and they're so powerful, ageless, and they are powerful, ageless beings um, from beyond the stars. And... Uh, that's 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 kind of a kind of a way that kind of like setting the tone for like explaining what Cthulhu is, except like, I mean, if you look up Cthulhu, you're going to see like pictures of a monster and stuff like that, yeah. even though there's, it's not supposed to have a form necessarily. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's video games and stuff, you know, Call of Cthulhu is kind of the newest one. And spoiler, at the very end, Cthulhu shows up Um and thankfully, they don't have you, like, fight him as a boss because that would be probably the stupidest thing and wouldn't go along with any of the lore with you, Cthulhu. You, you know what something really sad is? Uh, uh, dead kittens. Uh, it, no. <laughs> that too, though. Oh, sad. <laughs> Not wrong. No. Uh, so there's the new Call of Cthulhu game, but I didn't even realize there was... Isn't it called Sinking City? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't put that much, like, looking into it. I just saw it one day on, like, the Xbox store, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I bet it's Is it the, the guy with a holding up a lantern? Yeah. That's the one I'm just, I was talking I know, about. But there's an older one. Yeah. No, that's, that's, there's a ton of old Call of yeah. Cthulhu's. This so is the newest one. I've watched a video of it in preparation for this, and the reason I bring it up is because, like, being a video game, you know, you have to fight the final boss. And at the end of this old one, I was watching, like, it was like, it was like the last 20 minutes of somebody's playthrough of it. And they were like, last 20 minutes, plus boss, plus ending explained. And I was like, might as well, like, see what somebody else says. So Mm -hmm. Cthulhu comes out of the ocean and the dude is like, he can't look at it. And we'll get into that later. But he can't literally, he literally can't look up. And you have to, like, look down the whole time and you ram a ship into him. And that, like really hurts him and so he runs away because you shove like the mast like what is he Ursula like, from Little Mermaid honestly that's, how, <laughs> that's legit how it ends and I was like I mean that would make most things run away though if you shoved a 40 foot giant piece of wood into something's stomach I was like most things would okay yeah but he's three that. miles high I'm pretty sure it's just a sliver uh, yeah I know but in this I don't think it was and three miles high I think he was massive yeah but also like miles. you can't he's way too big yeah <laughs> just in general and he you can't just, just ram something boat. into him you just look at him you just look at him and be like swat and yeah. just swat it under the water but that's why i bring that up because i was like man like people have all kinds of interpretations of this thing and they're yeah. all wrong so um they're the newest one call of cthulhu at the very end i mean you can't there's a summoning ritual to summon cthulhu and to summon cthulhu by the way is to end the world yep so the cultists are pretty much committing suicide this is also like in the fiction not just like in the game this is like yeah yeah. no i know but in the game you have the option to like stop the ritual from happening you can help it happen and then once let's say it does happen you see well you hear noises and you see the sea like churning and then 
it gets really dark, and then all of a sudden you see a lightning flash. You only see Cthulhu for a split second, but he is huge. I'm talking like newest Godzilla huge. Oh, wow. Just massive and slow and above the clouds. You only see him for a second, then it goes black again, and then it comes back up, and all the cultists are beating each other to death. What? Because they're all insane. Oh, that goes back to the looking at him thing, right? They've all gone insane. You can't look at Cthulhu and they know this. Yeah, that's but one of they the... they do it anyway. That's one of the things in the Cthulhu lore. If you look at him, it's, it's you basically go insane in a split second. And there's a lot of speculation as to why this would happen. But most people or most readings that I've seen about it have said things like, basically, when you see something like that and how, you know, Lovecraft describes it as incomprehensible your brain, your mind just kind of snaps like a twig and you just lose your mind. So that's one of those things where it's like, if you summon Cthulhu, the world ends and you can't really fight back because the moment you look at it, you lose your mind. And that also might be because of it being like some powerful god, small g. It can just make you crazy. Kind of like Medusa, is that her name? Yeah, Medusa can make turn you to stone. Yeah. He can snap your mind in half. Yeah, but then there's also the thing that he's just the embodiment of fear. He's just yeah, fear itself. Period. So, yeah. I mean, if you look, it's kind of like staring into the abyss and the mm-hmm. abyss stares back sort of thing. Your mm-hmm. mind breaks. It's just that. So there's multiple ways you can think about Cthulhu. Where does that come from? That staring, staring into the void. The abyss. Yeah. Sometimes the void stares back. That's interesting. I've, I've I don't know. Keep talking. I'll Google it. No, you're good. But yeah, that when Jack made the reference, you know, the end of the world and stuff like that, people have like... We made the joke earlier about how there is, in fact, a, re- a religion that follows Cthulhu. And it's just called, like, Cthulhu Witnesses or Witnesses of Cthulhu. It's it's just whatever. Anyway, <laughs> most of it takes place in the UK from yeah. what I could find. That's, there, there are some yeah. people in Australia and there are some people in the United States Um that are kind of like big and they have a pretty decent size following. It says there's about 80,000 people that like actively believe this and they have a big, big, big conference. I guess it'd be a conference slash gathering every single year in like October and they meet up in the UK and they go to like some ancient place by the sea. I couldn't remember the name of what it was called. And they basically just like worship Cthulhu and they Mm -hmm. do all kinds of like, rituals and chants and people like don't really talk about what they do with the rituals i don't think they do any like sacrifices because i'm pretty sure that would get them arrested or you know unless they did it so secretly nobody found out but it's interesting because if they're if cthulhu was real and these crazies uh did summon him yeah as jack said the world would end because he would basically like the way that I've seen things described about it is like if you you've seen if you've seen Burt Box, it's kind of like this. If you look at Cthulhu, you go insane, and like you heart you kill yourself, you kill other people, you basically you know you just turn into an absolute you snap psycho. Yeah, and there's no like there's no gray area. It's either you're normal or you snap. But there are also people who have been the chosen. And they call themselves the elite. And these are the people that should Cthulhu, and this isn't their religion, should he come back, they're the ones who were like, in the case of the game, the cultists, but obviously it didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. These are the people that worshipped him, who brought him back, who believed in him. And he would make them his his minions, basically, and give them untold, nice. untold power. And 
he would basically use them because he can't get everywhere. You know, he's mm-hmm. big and slow, and he can't, like, see places. He basically would cr- turn them into basically monsters like him, mm-hmm. but smaller, and they would go hunting for people nice. to, like, sacrifice to Cthulhu the whole time. So either you're crazy, you hide... Or you're one of the people hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is like Bird Box when the psychos are like, open your eyes. Yeah, when that guy like is drawing the pictures, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, those are Lovecraftian. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's very true. They're very Lovecraftian. Um, so I actually visited their Facebook page. Oh, word? Yeah, because there's a link to their Facebook page for the actual religion. Do you want to know what the description is? Do you want to uh, hear it? Sure. The elder gods are watching. This is the time we have the notion. Cthulhu, he wants your devotion. If you wish to join the witnesses, you must have been awoken at a gathering of the witnesses and received a badge as a sign of your acceptance. And then you have to post a picture with yourself uh, with the badge. What? As a, yeah, to be led into the group. So how do you even know where the group's meeting if you're not in the group? I don't know. Kind of like Fight be, Club. You have to be. Yeah, I know when he talks about Fight Club unless you're in Fight Club. Anyway, that's kind of sketchy. Are you commenting on their post? No. <laughs> I was about to be like, say, Noah Bazoo wants to join. <laughs> and then I'm going to hear a knock on the door tomorrow. Oh, goodness gracious. Like, Hi, we're the... <laughs> we're the Cthulhu witnesses. <laughs> that was not a bag of any other witnesses. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can just imagine them showing up like super cheery though, but it's literally bringing about the end of the world. They all have ta- hi. They all have like tattoos on their necks of like tentacles reaching up. Oh just gosh! Like, yeah, you guys can uh, you, you can leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> That's sketchy though. Yeah, but I mean, at least they've got social media, so you know they're hip. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that'd be an easy way to reach people. Apparently, there's only like 59 members in the Facebook group. So it seems like they're pretty seclusive. Yeah, or the secluded. People, or the people who claim to follow it aren't as many as they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, With the 80,000. Yeah, and it is it is a registered religion in the United States as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a legit thing. Kind of like Pastafarians. Yeah. People who believe in the flying spaghetti monster. They don't actually believe in it. They're just, um, they're a, a group. Uh, they don't actually believe in God, but they... Kind of just... Uh, they don't want to pay taxes. N- no, they mock. They mock how, um, how you know, churches don't have to pay taxes and stuff like that. And they claim all these privileges for themselves. Like, we're a religion. People are like, that's ridiculous. That thing doesn't exist. And they're all they're all atheists. So they're like, okay, well, yours sounds just as ridiculous to us. That That's actually very true. That makes a lot of sense. That's why they do that. Yeah. And, like, they wear spaghetti strainers on their head yep, as a yep, joke. Yep. <laughs> and so they can actually wear it in... Um, and driver's license photos. <laughs> kind of like, you know, how what? you can wear like a yarmulke or a hijab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing with a, with a pasta strainer. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Huh. That's interesting. So, more about Cthulhu. Yes. We talked about how he communicates with people telepathically. Um, the reason he would do that, well, one of the many reasons... Uh, from what I found, it says that it was to lead them to ancient temples and sites where humans would find statues and other artwork from other worlds, which that sounds kind of interesting and really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the great old ones made the statues from the from materials that don't actually exist on Earth. Interesting. And, yeah, very interesting. Um, and worshipping of Cthulhu began to form and other um, other 
other of the old ones, the great old ones, happened in this time period. But this was like, apparently it happened over like 4,000, 5,000 years ago. Nice. Which is a long time ago. Um, And it's kind of like another story of like Atlantis, kind of in a way. Because like the city where... Talking about Relay Relay or whatever it's called. Yeah, the city of Relay, which is a city of where the old ones or the elder ones... It's in the South Pacific, actually. Yeah, where they lived. It sank into the ocean. And the reason it sank is because they were basically the old... The great old ones were, like, ruling the world. And humans were their slaves, as you could. And since they were so powerful, humans couldn't fight back against them. So humans in those early days found a way to, to sink the city. I cannot, for the life of me, find a What, melt the ice caps? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> there must have been a lot more ice caps. Yeah, but they, they, they sunk the city, and they did that because it would not only, like, kill all the people who were, like, the elite who got chosen, but it would trap the giant gods underwater so they couldn't get out. But even still, kind of like as you said, like Cthulhu could still reach out and like affect people. He's asleep, but he's like a telepathic sleeper. Yeah. And a lot of pictures I've looked up about him, it's just like him, like this giant monster just like laying on the ground. And it's like underneath a city, but it's like, like its eyes open, it's glowing. And it's like looking up at the surface, like Mm. it's just waiting to be able to escape. Which if it's three miles high, I don't know why he couldn't just do a sit up. But I guess the city was pretty massive from what the descriptions say because it was, once again, from, like, a different world made of otherworldly things. I wonder how deep the ocean is in the South Pacific. Isn't that the deepest part? No, wait, that's the Mariana Trench. That's in near Australia. South Pacific is the depth, the mean depth of the Pacific. Oh, that doesn't help me. Oh, well, South Pacific, I guess. Uh, It's actually the Mariana Trench. That's in the Pacific. Oh. Well, color me confused. Yerp. That's where he's trapped. Guess so. Let's go down to the Mariana Trench, guys. Well, they, they've they already gone down there. I don't know if they found anything. Or maybe they have, and they're just too scared to tell us. Yeah, they probably couldn't look at it. Yeah. Conspiracy. <laughs> um, you know, in more of a Lovecraftian things, it talks about, with Cthulhu, about how um, there are people who are all over the world who are like basically you know how this is going to sound really kind of stupid but the way that I kind of like interpreted it in my way and I'm going to explain it it basically says there's people and Cthulhu's great plan to resurrect himself to rise up again because there's no more old god so he can be the ultimate being on the planet is to touch certain people and to make them his elite, and they basically get divine power from him, yeah. and they start his own religions all around the world. Are those? Do you know if those are the star spawns? Yes. So those are the star spawns. Uh-huh. Well, because there are there are the ones that he made through um, like procreation, mm-hmm. star spawns. And actually, I have a I have a board game because I'm really into Lovecraft stuff. I have a board game called Mansions of Madness. We never played that, did we? We need to. We need to because I have. It's really fun. Uh, the computer runs the game, and it's very Lovecraftian. It has pretty much all the Lovecraftian monsters, but they're called different things. Uh, except for, you know, the priests of Dagon and the cultists of Dagon. Dagon is one of those um, old, ancient ones. And, you know, there's something called the Star Spawn. And I didn't know that the Star Spawn was an actual Lovecraftian thing yeah. until I saw it today. 
because I thought it was just like another like ripoff name for Cthulhu because yeah, it's yeah. it literally is just a small Cthulhu. Okay, so I was not right then with what you were saying. It's different. No, what you're saying in the is board correct. Ga- yeah, in the board game, mm-hmm. Star Spawn's just like a small Cthulhu. Okay. But I think that's just them bringing Cthulhu into the video game because he's impossible to beat. Oh, okay, not video gotcha. Game, board I was game. just like, because in this, in, in, the, in the lore, it talks about how these people are just like random people like you and me. And the reason I said this would be kind of awkward is because a lot of, I mean, think about Christianity, think about Islam, think about uh, pretty much any religion you can think of. Somebody... Once told me. Once, yeah, somebody at one point claimed to have a vision. You didn't get my joke, did you? No, I did. Somebody (laughs) once told me the world was going to roll me. There you (laughs) go. It's very true. (laughs) Um, Somebody once claimed to have a vision. That's how most religions start. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think of Islam. Muhammad had visions and all kinds of different things. Think about Christianity. I mean, you know. Even from like the earliest days of like in the Bible, people are seeing visions or talking. Yeah, prophets angels. are seeing visions of, yeah. um, you know, the Christ the coming in the future. Yeah, and they were chosen by God to establish His religion. That's like what they. That's like what different religions or believe. Allah or Yahweh. Yeah, whatever it is. So with this, it's not too like it's not that different. It sounds crazy, but it's not that different. I mean, basically, what they believe is there are some people, the elite, who have been touched by his in, by his telepathy. Tele- telepathy power Telepathic. and they basically make him, they, he basically makes them be able to do crazy feats of like healing and all kinds of stuff and that is to attract people to them and to like establish this religion mm-hmm. and make it up and build it all over the world to the point when there's enough people to be able to perform enough sacrifices to bring him back and make him more powerful than ever and he like picks people based on like I guess from what it said it's like their mental state he picks the people who are like the strongest willed because they're the ones that nobody will suspect. And he takes a lot of people who have like really good talking skills, which is funny because like sounds like all political leaders in the world. Yeah. But that's <gasps> interesting. He's like, oh my gosh. No oh, one politicians. Be- I know the Geneva Convention was. I'm just kidding. Oh, crap. No. <laughs> but it's just interesting. I was like, huh. Like even if it is just kind of like a fictional thing, like it, there's people believe it. And, I mean, it's got a solid foundation. Like, it's not like it's just, like, stuff thrown together. Like, they have a reason for everything they do and say. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, you know what else has a huge following? Probably bigger than Cthulhu. Still Lovecraftian. Oh, who? The Necronomicon. Oh. You know what that is? Yeah, you have that. Or you're going to have that. I was going to. Yeah. So it's a work of fiction by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, in the story where he references it, he says it was written by the mad Arab. His name was Abdul Al-Hazred. Uh, and it's a, it's a grimoire. And for those of you who don't know what a grimoire is, it's kind of like what witches have. It's like a book of spells and a book of power sort of thing. But, uh, the Necronomicon, that word can actually be traced throughout a lot of pop culture, like old and new, you know, Friday the 13th. Yeah. You know what his mom like used to resurrect Jason? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. But mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's like a it's like it looks like dried skin, skin with a face peeled over it. Peeled over the book cover. Yeah. It's it's super freaky. And um actually, you wanna know where the name Necronomicon came from? Yes. Lovecraft said it came to him in a dream. 
Oh, his dreams are so messed up. Oh, yeah. I know, because we talked about that in the first episode. You need to talk about it more right now, because I know you know a lot about his dreams. Okay, so I am am working my way slowly through the whole uh, Cthulhu Mythos tales, because they are... They're very interesting, but they're a lot to read. Mm-hmm. It's he very much has a fun style of writing, which is to throw you for a loop for page after page after page. Be like, what is happening? This is a nightmare. And that's the point. It's because the imagery is very descriptive. It's like <laughs> J.R. Tolkien, if you just had nightmares and wrote his stories and was very descriptive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said in the first episode that I'm convinced that he wrote his stories because he just had awful nightmares and he would just wake up and write them down. Cause I like, nobody can just come up with this. This is really sick and twisted. Over and over again. Over too. and over again. But all his stories are very different. Uh, I'm not talking about the racist stuff. Cause he literally wrote stuff that was like creation of a N word. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's bad. His cat also had a terrible name, which we talked about. Um, oh well, I'm not going to judge him. He's a product of his time. I'm going to admire him for his writing. Um, but all the stories have like very different landscapes. You know, the first one I read, a guy was on a rowboat, mm-hmm. and it like there's like a storm or something, and he passes out and wakes up, and the rowboat's turned on its side, and there's just miles upon miles of black, just like grime. And just like ooze, like slime on the ground, but he can walk on it. Mm-hmm. And he's walking on this, and in the story, it's like, I walked for miles. And then he describes coming to this pit, just this massive, you know, like a, you know, in the water, sometimes there'll be those sinkholes. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. like a really, really massive one, just huh. miles wide, and uh-huh. it's just huge. And he looks down at there's a massive stone monolith in the middle with all these uh, carvings and pictures on them. And then something. Uh, human-shaped but way larger than a human with massive, like, thin hands and feet and, like, crazy green skin, gills, scales, all that stuff, jumps up onto the monolith and then snaps its head back and looks at him. Ugh. And then he wakes up and he's in the ship again. I'm like, ha! (laughs) So you wake up from a nightmare just to be in a nightmare again. (laughs) No, I mean, he woke up and he was fine again. Like, he was just in the rowboat. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And when I read that, I was working at Men's Warehouse, so thankfully I wasn't like alone in the dark. But I read that, and it it really unnerved me. And uh, the reason I got it is because Barnes & Noble was next door. Like literally right next door in the parking lot. And I said, you know what? I want to read some H.P. Lovecraft. So I went and I bought the collector's edition, the really nice one for like 30 bucks. It's got the hardcover and the nice art. came with a poster that I gave my little brother, even though he doesn't care about Cthulhu or anything like that. And yeah, I'm just kind of slowly making my way through it. Sometimes I'll bring it to work and read it while I'm there, um, which kind of freaks out customers maybe because they come over. I'm like, hey, how can I help you? Closes just the Necronomicon. Closes, it's not the Necronomicon. <laughs> I know, the, I know. It, I mean, it's got a big scary Cthulhu on it. Yeah. Like in gold and green. Um, what's it where you stamp into leather? Uh, embossing. Embossing, yeah. yeah. Gold and green and black embossing. <laughs> They're Very just much like, art what nouveau. you're reading there, pal? <laughs> Cthulhu Mythos Tales. Can I get you some sunglasses? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should show up at the Necronomicon one day and just be reading that at work, see how many weird looks I can get. <laughs> see how many people get mad at me, like, you can't read that at work. I'm like, it's a work of fiction. <laughs> no, it's not. It's satanic. I'm like, no, Scary. it's fiction. I mean, there's people who believe in it, but it's fiction. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> they probably have heard. They, they probably just think it's an evil book, but really, it's just he references it in just his books, and I think somebody just like wrote it. Somebody just wrote the Necronomicon and just said, "It's here. It, you, it was in the lore of H.P. Lovecraft, but it's here. We found it. It's in the description on the back." I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, there's one of the there's ones at Barnes and Noble down here, like 40 minutes away from us. It's like seven bucks. So I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. I don't know. Yeah. I just like think of like all the Lovecraftian stories, and there's you know more than we could talk about in. 35 40 minutes 45 minutes however long we talk about this but literally like all of them are so doom and gloom and it really kind of makes me sad there's no like, such thing as happy endings there's none with um with lovecraftian stuff he and stephen king just i wonder if they're somehow related distantly well, obviously i don't know stephen, stephen king's king. stuff has positive endings they always win when it okay but still like kills everything around them okay but they still win yeah but at what price you think about like pet cemetery okay they all die okay but the shining kid gets away and he lives becomes a doctor yeah but doctor sleep it's still crazy it's not really a win it's more like a just a a quick a good escape and even then doctor sleep is still creepy yeah, but it's nowhere near the doom and gloom and hopeless endings is really what it is. Yeah, Paul S- Stephen King doesn't have that many hopeless endings. I mean, a couple, but not as many as H.P. Lovecraft. I'm talking like it climaxes to the worst it could possibly be, and then they realize that it's hopeless, and then it just ends. That was a nice little echo with that. That's it. Yeah. That's the story. Literally. You know, there was this one about this guy going, I think it's called The Nameless City. I've heard about the this. The one in the desert. And he like, yeah. it looks completely abandoned. All the doors are very short to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he like crawls through these crawl spaces and it's all sandy and stuff like that. And you can hear all this like howling wind coming through them. It's very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, well, they had air conditioning. And he comes and there's like, um, there's display cases with these weird lizard creatures, like alligators almost. And then, like, he sees these big, heavy doors, like, open. I might be remembering this wrong, but he sees these big, heavy doors open, and he sees them start coming at him, and then his lantern dies. Hmm. That's the end. His lantern dies, and he's in darkness. He's about to be killed by these alligator things who have really been alive the whole time. It's not an abandoned city, and he's just, he's doomed. He's going to die. He's screwed. <laughs> it's like in every Cthulhu thing. Like, they're like, we have to stop him. The whole book, yeah. they're trying to stop him, trying to catch the end, trying to catch the bad guys before they bring him back. And the ending is literally Cthulhu getting up. And you're yeah. like, well, and, um, that's in, the end. In Mansions of Madness, the board game, um, the wins that you get aren't wins. They're very bitter. Like, uh, so. there's one called Escape from Innsmouth. You have to, like, escape angry mobs and crazy monsters coming out of the sea. And, um... You can escape without your friends, oh. and you just, like, go insane. Oh. So you win, but you'll go insane. But if you, what if everyone escapes? Then you'll still be scarred for life and insane. <laughs> You're like, there is no way for everyone to escape. Somebody has to no, die. No, yeah, no. Uh, somebody has to die. It's, it's such an overwhelming <laughs> oh. stage in the board game. Like, I haven't won it a single time, no matter how many players I have. Dang. Everyone dies? Um, either that or, cause you, in the game you can take a certain amount of mental damage, like from being scared too much and you can go insane. You pick up an insanity card and oh. let's say your insanity card says like, um, you, o- you can't share what your insanity is. You only win the game if the, inv- if the investigation fails, 
right? Huh? If yeah. The like if you can't complete the investigation, get all the evidence you need to get back to the police uh-huh. with evidence of like the cult stuff that's going on down here in Innsmouth, mm-hmm. then you win. So you win by not finishing the case. Yes. I actually won that way once. That's the only time I've ever seen anybody win that level is when I picked up, um, it was called like the guilty conscience card. It's like, what are we doing here? We weren't supposed to be meddling in this in the first place. We don't belong here. This isn't any of our business. And so it was with my brother and I, just him and I, and we played it. And um, at the very end, he got stuck on a dock and got killed. And I was on a different part of the board game. It's like, you <laughs> you don't complete the investigation, yada, 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 yada. And he's like, dang it. And I just went, I win. He's like, <laughs> what? And I show him the card. He's like, you. Oh, my gosh. I had another one. Uh, somebody drew the card where they can't speak. They just don't speak the for the rest game. of the game. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. I got that card once too. So it, you can't talk or anything. It's actually really fun. Can you I, show them the card and be like, no. Can't tell. No, you can't. Oh, you just did not but say But they'll thing. guess it. I mean, last oh. time I played it, I, I pulled the silence card and people didn't know what it was. And I'm just like not talking. Like, all right, guess what we know his insanity is. Yeah. And then one other one's like kleptomaniac. You steal from your other player, your other teammates when you're in the same room as them. Oh. And then there's, um, what is it, arsonist? You set every room on fire that you walk into. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, so it's it's an intense game, and uh, you fight all sorts of uh, Lovecraftian creatures. Boy, bring that over to I, me. Let's play it tonight. I heavily recommend it. It is a great game. It's a little expensive for a board game. Let's play it tonight, dude. I have a social tonight. I have stuff to Man. Do. I know. Singles housing. Sorry, man. It's okay. <laughs> we got... Tom- no, we don't have tomorrow. No, we don't. We've got Wednesday. That sounds like fun, Wednesday. Though. Huh? I work on Wednesday, but we can talk about all this later. <laughs> yeah. The audience doesn't care. <laughs> it's banter, though. Um, let's see. What are my other notes? We've Do already we- talked about Cthulhu's Witnesses, Necronomicon. Do you want to hear a Noah nugget of knowledge? Go for it. Lovecraft's cat. No, we already talked about this. <laughs> no, I know, I know. We talked about this in the I'm first episode. Kidding. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to say that. I was just seeing if you would have to bleep me out again like last was, episode. Oh. Was that last episode? Yeah. Was yeah. it? Or two episodes ago? Uh, no, it was, it was Shinigami. Shinigami, gotcha. So it was, it was number 10. Dang! Good times. Yeah. Nobody has to know what happened. Wish to death upon a, a certain political figure. Nah, don't. You're going. Anywho, <laughs> what? No, because we talked about. You said in the disclaimer. Ah, yes. A yes, very yeah. politically controversial person. I, I probably should say who it wasn't. Did, no, no, don't, don't even <laughs> specify. We'll just let the audience believe what they want to believe. <laughs> okay. Well, I have no more notes on this kind of subject because, like you said, it's kind of hard to do. Fiction, fiction. There's not much like history or lore behind and, it. It's just I what mean, they've written. You, we, we, you said we should do Lovecraft, and it, it is interesting. But like you said, it's tough to do. I said Lovecraft because there was a lot more than we could cover than just one subject yeah, in Lovecraft. And I Cthulhu. shut it down. I was like, "There's so much." I was wrong. Yes, and now I feel stupid. It's okay. We'll get it better next week. But we're not going to do another Lovecraft episode <laughs> unless like, it's specifically asked for by multiple audience members. After this, it might not be. <laughs> I, I, I prefer to talk about actual lore and stuff. I mean, this stuff is really cool and Gordy it's very G. scary, um, but it's just not cultural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I get you. But it is super freaky and fun to talk about. And this actually was um, something kind of recommended by our good friend Jason. Yeah. Yeah. He sent us a message. 
Um, there's a game that he wants us to check out. Uh, we're gonna have to check that out. It has to do with Cthulhu and stuff like that. So hmm. we'll play it. And we'll get back to you. See if see if see how it is. Chief is scary. Yeah. Oh, also, good friend Matt uh, Matthew Gonzalez, the one who writes the outro music for this for this podcast. Um, he said, "Hey, you should read this book, and um, you and you should like." See how you like it, and you can know I can talk about it. It is a fiction, so I don't know if we'll talk about it, but it's called Anna Dressed in Blood. Hmm. I'm already like over halfway through. Matthew, it's a fantastic book. Uh, pretty much the premise is it's a kid in his, I think it's like his senior year of high school, okay. and he travels ac- around the country, pretty much the world, and he kills ghosts because ghosts have the ability to kill people, like vengeful spirits. Hmm. They can like become tangible and you know hang people. Ah. kill them, tear them apart in yeah. Anna's case. Um, and so there's this one ghost named Anna who's just crazy powerful and he gets called down to come deal with it. And it's not as, it's not as simple as going and just slashing it with his um, uh, f- magical knife like it is with mm-hmm. the other ones. It's a really freaky and good book. Um, warning, it probably is rated R due to um, gore and language. Lots the, of language. The book is rated R. No, I mean, I'd say so. Yeah, I believe it. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good scary stories out there, for sure. Oh, um, how functional is the website right it's now? It's fully operational. Yes, it's been fully operational. Finally, Whoa. okay. We'll probably keep adding show notes to the uh, past episodes. Oh, we will. Yeah. Okay. So we have our website up. Bah. The the URL is super easy. It's, it's, it's studiesinshadow.com. What? It can't be that simple. No backslashes or crazy long string URLs or nothing. It's no studiesinshadow. Studiesinshadow.com. I mean, it's WordPress, but it's it's, it's it. paid for because my uncle totally came in clutch and he's like, hey, I bought the domain name for you. I was like, ah, get out. So go visit our website, guys, studiesinshadow.com. Um, there's an About Us page. Uh, we'll continue to update the site, add more stuff to it. We're going to oh, yeah. add this episode onto it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for this. Um, we have some other very exciting news. Um, I won't I won't go super into details about that. Just no one I know right now, and I don't know what's exactly official, but it looks like we might have a really cool opportunity coming up. Um, and if, if things develop, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted because it really is cool, and it, we feel like it could really boost this show. We're joining the cult. I'm just kidding. Yes, guys. <laughs> By the way, this episode is sponsored by Cthulhu. Um, vote for him 2020. <laughs> No, but seriously, this the website has been approved by the website's super sick. There's a contact us page. So if you don't know how to, if you got tired of listening to us say studiesinshadow@gmail.com every episode, you can now just go on there and do the little email us kind of thing. Anyway, we have kind of shout out pages. We have our notes posted on there so that you can read the notes we take on every episode. We can actually set up a new email and just have it be like contact at studiesinshadow.com. Uh huh. Did you set that up? I almost finished it, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, you're good, fam. But yeah, we've got a little thing. I set up a little thing on there where it's like uh, everybody who recommends gets a, uh, a place on the wall of fame or the wall of horror, I guess it would be. Yeah. And people's names and what they recommended is next to the uh, – is right on the main page. So check it out sometime. It's actually really cool. There's a lot of, lot of good stuff went into it. You can just listen to all our episodes on it too. So – yeah, it's really cool. Like it's a professional web page. Doesn't look like it was done by a bunch of idiot college kids. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Not saying that we aren't, JK. <laughs> 
You didn't laugh at that. Now I feel bad. It's true, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't laugh. It's true. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, the truth is funny. Okay. Uh, Anything else before I close this off? No. All right. (laughs) Please don't cry. (laughs) All right. Guys, you can find Studies in Shadow on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Our username is Studies in Shadow. Three words. The S, first S in studies, and the first S in shadow were capitalized. That was way too much detail. <laughs> For all inquiries, you can send a message at studiesinshadow at gmail.com. That will soon change. Um, music composed and produced by Jack Rogers and Matthew Gonzalez. This has been Studies in Shadow. Thank you for listening, and be safe. <laughs> <laughs>